Hey, you're tuning into Unleash Your Inner Goddess Season 2, where we deep dive into life and business as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. This season is dedicated to any and all neurodivergent folk, diagnosed or not. So I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you are neurodivergent, or at least putting the pieces together to see if you are, after maybe a series of aha moments, googling how you're feeling, and speaking with others. Great. Ready to know others who are just like you? Making friends with other neurodivergent entrepreneurs who really get the highs and the oh-so-lows? Listen on. So before I knew I had ADHD, I always felt like I was playing a game when it came to being around others. After an encounter with a friend or passerby, I'd second-guess if I'd acted appropriately. Did I make a fool of myself? Do they like me? Did I understand what they actually meant when they said X, Y, Z? I was also putting on a bit of a show, which I now know is called masking, where you blend in, you morph yourself into what you see around you in an effort to, in quotes, be normal. So masking is a coping mechanism and it is not exclusive to those like me with ADHD. It can show up in various ways to hide who you are as you pretend to be normal. You might be fighting back hyperactivity, impulsivity, inattention or suppressing some strong emotions. It might show up with you saying less and not wanting to join in or interrupt a conversation. Particularly if you know you have a habit of saying the wrong thing or maybe oversharing. Perhaps you like to write things down in the moment so that you'll remember them later. Or you might have difficulty focusing on what's going on due to suppressing those stronger emotions or trying to hide any excess energy, any fidgeting or hand movements. And I just want to peel away from the episode here to mention when I was making notes for this episode, and I write a lot of notes, right? So I do this to get across what I want to say in a succinct way, which I suppose is another form of masking, as I want my words to be coherent and seamless. And as I'm saying that to you, is that perfectionism that's sneaking in there too? Hmm. Anyway, as I was making notes for this, I noticed I had strong emotions and I could feel it building. And for me, that was in the back of my skull, you know, sort of at the base, just above where the spine ends. And I don't know if it happens for you or if you feel it there, but it was like a pressure in my head or on my skull. And I could feel my nose then hurt, which is my sign that I could, if I let myself, cry. It happens. And if I catch it and change what I'm thinking about or reading about, it subsides and it lingers. And I still generally need to let it out at a later point, but it it can be suppressed. But when I let it out, it's like the energy, the emotion needs releasing. Anyway, I noticed this and this feeling and I stopped to see what it was. And I think it's because I don't often talk about my own masking and I have masked for as long as I can remember because I thought everybody did it. I thought it was a normal part of human activity. I thought we all had this struggle inside of us to appear normal and put together. Even as a kid, I remember thinking it. So I reminded myself that I have this podcast, I have my free Facebook group and my business to literally help other folk like me, to give them relatability, to give them hope that it isn't all doom and gloom, struggles and flops, right? And it isn't, it really isn't. You can look at how you are, how your brain is, through any lens you choose. Being different gives you an advantage against others. It means you approach things differently. 
it means you are more often resilient and you can find workarounds faster than perhaps neurotypical folk do. And as I breathe through my feelings, I reminded myself that I am safe and I'm okay to share this and my mission. What you hear on this podcast as well, by the way, and probably other podcasts, is an edited version of me speaking and quite softly spoken as well for the most part as I intentionally slow down how I talk here. But, you know, get me on a live video or in one of my trainings and I'll be speaking at least 50% faster. And this, is, this isn't me every day. So just be mindful of that. What you hear, what you see, what you notice about other people, it might not be how things actually are. Okay, super vulnerable admission over. <laughs> Masking most often happens when we don't know someone, we don't trust them, or we believe we need to act a certain way around other people. It can even happen in front of your closest friends, your partner, and even your parents. Because deep down you aren't sure if they'll accept you and love you as you are, or because you've done it for so long you don't know any different. And this makes it really hard to just be you to let your guard down, to be authentic and say, do and act without fear, without judgment or repercussion. This pretending, this keeping up the act and masking the real you is exhausting as shit. It's tiring, right? It drains us, it wears us down. It's simply no fun. And sometimes it can be helpful to explain your neurodivergence or your masking tendencies to those whom you are closest to and you trust, to start breaking down having to wear that mask in front of those people. Helping them to understand that this is a coping mechanism of life for you, but you want to be able to lower that mask around them. And things might show up differently in your relationship. And this is giving them a heads up and then, you know, any change of pace won't catch them by surprise. And if you've kept this masking for a long while, maybe even the entirety of their relationship. It may come as a shock when you start talking much, much more or your dry humour comes out. Maybe if you're letting your hyperactivity, impulsivity or strong emotions show more naturally. Or maybe like me, you are a natural oversharer, but you've hidden this part away and all of a sudden you spring it on someone. You can see why they might be shocked and surprised. So tackling this first can help all round if you're trying to lower that mask. But what's good for the soul of someone who masks though is being around people just like them. People with neurodivergence, people who overshare, speak their mind or have a lot of energy. People who are used to dimming their light to be more normal are so used to feeling alone, the minority, the underdog. So building a small but mighty tribe, a cheer squad or community, whatever you like to call it, that really gets you is so vital. It's vital for your creativity. It's vital for your individuality. It's vital for your guard to be able to come down, for your cup to be filled up. Imagine talking with other neurodivergent folk that really understand your struggles, can sympathise with those setbacks you have and give you the support and the encouragement that you really need. Because you're on a spiral path, right? And to go upwards on this path towards your definition of success, as a neurodivergent person who also happens to run a business, you need to be able to be vulnerable and honest with where you're at, at least 
to somebody you trust. You need to be able to look at the bigger picture of your life, right? And look at what is working and what is not. Putting in some non-negotiables and some boundaries to make sure you don't swing into an excess of something that's perhaps not too helpful, like video gaming or doom scrolling on social media. You need to be able to remove that mask and let your true, wonderful self shine through, at least some of the time. So this community, this cheer squad, whatever you want to call it, they can help you work on what you find difficult or what you choose to procrastinate on. They can help you hold yourself accountable and you can help them too. It's a two-way street, right? Accountability and body doubling have been shown to be super helpful for those with ADHD and with other neurodivergences too. So just by sharing what you are aiming for today with someone else, you are boosting your chances of success and then checking in later and seeing how you've got on, of course. By sitting together, yes, even on Zoom, remotely, to complete tasks side by side, you are much more likely to stay focused, be productive, and are less likely to procrastinate or be distracted. Yes, working together alongside one another helps you produce more work. So get scheduling an accountability check-in or a body doubling session with a friend Better yet, come and join Drive to Thrive, my Facebook community for neurodivergent entrepreneurs. I host free body doubling sessions in the community and we can help hold you accountable to your priorities, help you fulfill your non-negotiable routines and offer support when you need it. Everyone is really lovely in there. So search Drive to Thrive, ADHD won't stop me or use the link in the show notes. If it's not my group, if that's not your bag, go and find another group. Go and make friends with other people and find somewhere where you can be free, where you can be you and where you can actually belong. Oh, and shameless plug. If you haven't got yourself a good neuro-inclusive business coach, I have space for my Coach in Your Pocket coaching subscription. Check it out in the show notes. I would love to be in your corner helping you out. Next episode is all about being able to think outside of the box breaking the mould and fucking off societal expectations and how others in your field are doing things. I did this in a big way this year and I feel so much better for it. Till next time, take care.